so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is Know Your Enemy. Let's acknowledge Jesus because he said that he's going to be where we are. When we come together in his name, he's going to be here. Jesus, we thank you that you're here. We love you so much. And we thank you so much that you just constantly are reaching out to us to give us revelation knowledge. I'm just asking you, Lord, just take over right now. Just take over this time where we're coming to know you. Just take over my talking, my thinking, so that I can express who you are. We know you want to be yourself, Lord, and we know you're calling us to be who you are so others can see you in us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. So God wants us to have understanding. You know, Hosea says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. You know, the enemy, and this is about the enemy, know your enemy. He tries so hard to keep us ignorant of the word of God because then we're going to fall. We're not going to know God. His plan is going to work instead of God's plan. And Jesus clearly said in Mark 4, the mysteries of the kingdom of God are meant to be revealed. He clearly said to the disciples, to you has been given the revelation, the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Because the disciples who are following him and others in Mark 4, you can read it for yourself. And they're asking Jesus what a parable meant. He said, if you don't get this one thing, you're not going to get anything. As soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. And then he talks about all the ways the enemies come. The enemy comes to try to take the word. Distractions, lust of the flesh, um, worry, anxiety. You know, if anybody knew the enemy, it was Peter, right? He failed Jesus, and he felt so bad about it. He said, I'll do anything for you. I'll die for you. I'll go to jail for you. I think he said that. And Jesus said, you're going to deny me three times. See, God knows what we're going to do, and he still loves us. Isn't that amazing? But anyway, he said to um, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter did, and if you watch The Passion, it, it shows it so clearly that he was so distraught. He felt so bad that he let Jesus down, that he cared what other people thought. He said, no, I don't know him, I don't know him. All the disciples they split. They they did. And, you know, we do that too. We're, we're a lot of talk. We're a lot of air. We don't really mean what we say. We really are not that committed to him. And he's helping us to be, at least he's helping me. I've asked him to help me to be committed. And really, when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, it's a commitment. You're saying, I'm on your side. I'm going to go for you. I'm going to be what you want me to be. I'm going to do what you want me to do. I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. And then even if we do, he's going to help us to come back because our heart is right. we got to get our heart right. When you get married, you do that. You just stay committed to that person. God wants us to stay committed to him. And Jesus said we couldn't do anything without him anyway. But anyway, Peter knew. I mean, he, he knew what he was talking about when he said to be humble, to, to be aware, to be well-balanced. The enemy comes like a roaring lion trying to find someone he can devour. Jesus said in Mark 4, he's coming to steal the word from you. You got to know this. You got, I know I'm jumping like in three different places, 
But you got to know that you got to know that the mysteries of the kingdom of God will be revealed to you. If you keep on seeking, you keep on knocking, the door will be open to you. Jesus is going to tell you. James says, if you lack wisdom, then you can go to the giving God who gives to all liberally without fault finding. And he's going to give you that wisdom. And so you got to go to him. And you, oh, and then it says, and if you're double-minded, then forget it. You got to be like really determined. And that's why when you say that prayer and you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, it is a commitment. So many people say the prayer and they think, oh, I'm going to go to heaven now. I said the prayer. I said I believe. But you got to act like you believe. Jesus said, if you, if you steadfastly believe in me, then you're going to do what I was doing and even greater things. And so making that commitment is the first thing that you want to do. And we're going to say a prayer at the end of this teaching if you want to do that. Or we can actually, let's just say it now. Let's do that. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then just let's do it now. And, and, and let's commit to him. And if you already are a Christian, let's recommit to him. Jesus, we're asking you to come. You said that you're knocking already at the door of our hearts. And you said even that you want to be where we are. You are so committed to us. And we're just asking you to come and live on the inside of us and help us to be committed to you. Help us to not fail you, but to just keep hanging on and do your will to be a part of your kingdom. We thank you that you gave your life so that we can have eternal life, so that we can be forgiven, so we can be right with the Father, so your spirit can come and live on the inside of us. And so we're asking right now that you come you live on the inside of us and you just make yourself real to us and help us to be committed to you. Help us to be as committed to you as you are to us. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory and she's same. So if you said that prayer, be sure and let me know. If you said that prayer, the way you get to know God is you look at the word. He is his word and he's going to reveal himself to you. And that's why he said to the disciples, to you has been given the mysteries of the kingdom of God, because they were following him. They committed to him. They gave their life to him. They're saying, okay, you know, they left everything. They left their jobs, their families, their homes to follow him, because they could see the excitement, the exciting life that we can live when we do his work. And it's just an assignment here. It's just a temporary place. And then we're going to go and be with him forever. And the enemy is not going to be there anymore. So now is the time to know your enemy so you can get there. So then um, um, Corinthians, I wanted to mention, says, take captive every thought and make it like the word of God. And that way you're living by God's opinion. And to know your enemy, you have to know God. You have to know his opinion, what he thinks. And that has to come first. And as you get to know the enemy, I'm getting way ahead of myself. I can just feel that, but it's okay. The word bears repeating because we need to, Jesus said it over and over again because we don't get it. And now I forgot exactly what I was going to say. But um, yeah, in order to know God, um, the, your enemy, you have to know God. And as you get to know God, you're going to experience the enemy because Jesus said, he is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus said in Mark 4, all the ways he's going to come to try to steal the word. So I'm going to read to you what Peter said in 1 Peter 5. Um, I'm going to start in verse 6. Therefore, humble yourself, demote, lower 
yourselves in your own estimation under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you. And I think that has everything to do with asking him to come live on the inside of you. You've got to humble yourself, and now I'm going to live my life your way. That's what you're saying. Then he said, casting all your care on him, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns, once and for all, cast them on him because he cares for you affectionately and about you and watchfully. And so what is Peter saying? The enemy gets you to worry. Because coming up, he's going to say, be well balanced and be vigilant. The enemy of yours, he roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone he can devour. And that's in verse 8. So he tells you in verse 7 not to worry because that is the enemy. When you start worrying about something, then you can know it's the enemy. You know, I remember even just this morning, I said, God, if I need to worry about this, let me know. And I had said it to him before and he reminded me. And how silly it sounds to him. If I need to worry about this, let me know. Because God isn't worried. He's got all your cares taken care of. He watchfully looks out for you. We just read that. He's watching over you to take care of you. So there's nothing to worry about. There really isn't. But if the enemy gets you to worry, then he gets you out of faith. And you experience that. So I'm going to read verse 8. Um, Be well balanced. Be temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times. For the enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion in fierce hunger, seeking someone he can seize upon and devour. So he's constantly watching to find someone he can devour. And I want to say that he devours that person that is just too lazy to do the word or the person in ignorance, right? Hosea said, says that my people, God said, perish for a lack of knowledge. So he's trying to find someone that doesn't know much or doesn't spend time getting to know much, doesn't know Jesus. And then he's going to devour that person. He did that to Peter. But then, and Peter's telling about it, but then Peter got it together. He found out what to do. He followed after what Jesus said. And he had, you know, the thing I guess I wanted to say is he had experience with the enemy. And that's how you get to know someone is when you have experience with someone. And then verse 9, it says, withstand him, be firm in faith against his onset, be rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined, knowing that the same kind of identical sufferings, and I want to just point out that word sufferings, because I never like to hear that. I don't like to suffer, but really that is what it's saying that suffering is going to go on for a while until you get to know the enemy. You know, James says to count it all joy whenever you go through the stuff, whenever the enemy comes against you, because you're going to get to that place where you're going to have understanding and you're not going to lack anything. So, and then it says in a little while after you've suffered a little while, God is going to come and he's going to get you established. He's going to establish that you're going to be strong in your faith because you got to go through. And so, you know, so many people talk about the valley and how they're down there and it's so terrible and everything. But, you know, when you get the word in your heart and you do go through things, the things you're really going through is to be established, to be rooted and grounded in God. And, you know, the enemy is going to come against you and that's the valley part. But you don't have to let them pull you down. Peter got back up and you can get back up, and you're just going to learn about him, and you're going to learn how to overcome, 
And God's going to be with you. He's going to show you um, everything that you need to do and how to get through. He's going to show you your enemy. I'm always saying that, Lord, help me not to be deceived. And I just noticed yesterday that I had listened to the voice of the enemy. And I don't like it, but that experience gets you to the place where you get it and you next time you know it's him. So if you didn't know what you're going through, if you're pressing on towards God, you're getting to know your enemy. And when you know him, you're going to be able to resist him. James says, submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. You submit to God. When you're doing what he's calling you to do, when you're committed to him, and you just stand, it, when you take your stand, having done all stand, when you put on your armor every day, when you get to know God, when you're determined and committed, then, you know, you're, the enemy, he's going to flee. He's going to look for someone else that he can overtake that he can devour. He's not going to be able to devour you if you're determined. And so you have to be determined. You have to stand. And you have to be decided that this is a life that you want to live, that you want to press through and live for God, show who he is. You know, that's what God is calling us to do. And that's why he's saying, come on, you guys got to do this. Know your enemy. Know what you're up against. Know what's ahead. Understand eternity. That's what he's saying to us. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. Revelation knowledge comes by hearing God. And so when you know God, then you're going to start to know your enemy. And as you start to know your enemy, you can be submitted to God and resist him. And then you're not going to be in that place very long. If you keep on walking on the water and keep going and keep going, and resisting the enemy as you become familiar with him and knowing that it's him trying to deceive you, then um, you're going to get to that place, as James says, count it all joy and because of all the things that are coming against you because you're going to get to that place where you don't lack anything. It's opposed to what people think. Most people think, I'm not supposed to have revelation knowledge, I'm not supposed to have understanding, but you are supposed to have both. And that's why the enemy is coming against you, because he's trying to take that from you. And that's why he tells that lie. And you know what? That is such a lazy way to go. And some people are lazy and just don't want it. Just don't want it. Just don't want to do it. Don't want to have to deal with it. Just want to, they think they're just waiting for Jesus to come and all be over. But you have to resist the enemy. You have to be on one side or the other. And that's the plan while you're here to show heaven on earth, to steadfastly believe and go and do the work that Jesus was doing. He said, when I come, will I find faith on the earth? Is he going to find faith? Are we just going to be lazy, who we think we are, Christians sitting around thinking we're waiting for him to come? No, he's calling us to go ahead and show who he is, say what he would say, do what he would do, represent the Father, resist the enemy, stop living in both worlds, so to say, Stop living on one side of the fence one day or, or the wide path one day and then the narrow path the next day and just be that true disciple. Peter said, be careful, be vigilant, be aware, be sober, you know, be self-controlled because that enemy, he is just going to try to whip you and he's going to try to take you to hell. So it's a fight that we're in and we need to know our enemy and it's no joke. It's no sitting around on the hammock, laying on the hammock or whatever it is, just, you know, thinking 
I don't have to do anything, which a lot of people think Jesus did it all. But we got to keep going. We got to pick up where he left off. We got to climb in his shoes and keep going and doing what he did. That's what he asked us to do. So we already talked about or we already prayed that Jesus would come live on the inside of you. And so we're not going to say that prayer, but I would just like to pray for you right now before we end to be bold and courageous and and stand up for Jesus and, and stop being mediocre and stop just being wishy-washy and um, be determined to just do what Jesus would do. If you got to tip some tables over, tip some tables over, you know, instead of just being so passive and just letting the wide path people take over, we got to get on that narrow path and make a difference. We do. We have to show who God is. I did a teaching just a day or two ago, two days ago. God wants to be himself, and he can't be himself in us if we're living on that wide path, if we're not making that difference, if we're not laying hands on the sick, casting out demons, and all the other things that Jesus did. He's calling us to do that. He's serious, and he's not just saying some people. He said, he, he's saying, if you're a believer, if you ask me to come live on the inside of you, he assumes you are committed to him and you're willing and able to do his will. He's going to empower you. He said that the Holy Spirit would come and he would empower you to do his work. So um, we didn't talk about everything there is to talk about to know your enemy, but I think I've given you the basics and, and a good start and maybe God will have me do another teaching. I don't know. But anyway, for now... Thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you.